He goes, um, just so you know, Adam's freaked out about that urn. I go, okay. A easier way I could say for him to deal with it is put some, have someone put some of his ashes in a freaking pentagram type of urn where he can wear it. And the same thing for her. And they don't, he doesn't have to worry about seeing a urn on a fireplace mantle. Or he learns to start growing the set. And he goes, do me a favor. What? Don't do that again. I went, what? He goes, they told me they got his print. They had his prints. I was hoping. I, I go, bro, um, I'm pretty sure you didn't know mom invited him. Which I have no idea why. He goes, oh, I know why. Believe me, when I found out I cussed her up before I came here. What'd she say? She, he reminded me of, uh, there was a time, um, time in Florida, when we were in Florida, my mother, she came to the place that we were staying before, Alex showed up, and said, okay, that's enough. She, sh my biological, mo our biological mother, mine and Richie's, showed up at the, at the hellhole, type of shelter, church, whatever you want to call it. Gave, but not gave. She gave me money. She did give me some money, but I just kind of looked at her. I went, for, "What is this for?" And what's the catch? You never give me money unless you want me to do something for you. If you're haunted by a demon or something, call Zach Bagans. I'm not dealing with it. She goes, "No, um, I just wanted to give you money." Right, and Richie's Santa Claus. <laughs> that would be one ugly Santa Claus. Sorry, bro. Well, more like, well, well, uh, Richie was sitting next to me. We were having cigarettes. He said, nah, more like Krampus. I'm Krampus on an off season. I go, is that before you grow the horns and all the fur? <laughs> We're joking and laughing. And uh, one thing that my mom does that irritates my brother Richie to God irritates him. Uh, she, she would uh, tap her uh, the tip of her foot with ho uh, what looked like hooker heels for shoes attached to a pair of shoes. And he goes, stop doing that for once. What'd you come here for? Then, um, she goes, someone wants to see you. Not thinking it's my niece, my nephew, or something that she had, had with her. Walk out. She followed me, opens her car door, and out steps my, my first ex-boyfriend, which... I wanted to just kind of walk backwards and say, I don't think so. And she goes, uh, he, I brought him to see you. Why? And then she told me, I don't know how true it is. According to what Richie found out, found out since then, that was a fact. Was when she married my fa our father, it was... A promise marriage, simply because she was middle class, brought up middle class, but 
her family was on the verge of losing everything. And she was promised to our biological father because his family was rich. I went, uh. I went, oh, so what Richie told me is true. You are a gold digging cunt. He, she goes, um, I know your father told you not to call me that. Please, I've heard him call you that. When you irritate him, where'd you get this money from? If you were so poor before college. She goes, uh, I had an investment done. What does that have to do with me? And what the fuck's he in front of me? You know, if Richie sees him, he's going to become roadkill without a car hitting him. Only this time there's no windows to throw him through. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> um, she, got, she explained to me um, that she, she had arranged a marriage with him and me. I just started laughing. I would, my laugh sounded like Chucky, the original Chucky laugh, mixed with the Joker laugh, but the way I did it, it was like Chucky and the Joker made out of the bar, had a free sum with Tiffany, and that's what I, I was made. That's how it sounded, the way I was laughing. And she goes, why are you laughing like that? I go... Um, gee, how do I say this lightly? I'm already taken. She's like, what are you talking about? You're single. I held up my hand, kind of played with a couple of my rings on my fingers. Took one, took the wedding ring off that I hid, put it on my middle finger, and went, I'm already taken. Bitch. You mean your ring finger, not your middle finger. Whatever. Uh, well, I had the engagement ring on my ring finger at the time. And I was waiting for my finger to grow into my wedding ring. Um, I took the wedding ring off the ring finger, my ring finger, and put it on my middle finger in front of the, in front of the engagement ring. I go, guess what? I'm already taken, bitch. Like I said. And... Last time I checked, this ain't 1940. This ain't the early 19th century where everybody had arranged marriages until maybe the 1950s. Whatever. However that came about. Or ended. But if you want to be a part of that road still, how about you le uh, get out of the U.S. and go live in a country where that's still legal. I'm not doing it. I'm already married. She goes, who are you married to? And why the fuck wasn't I informed? Uh, I think you just answered your own question. Due to the fact you're standing next to you. She's like, she goes, um, she went to say something, and, and I went, that's what I thought. And I start, turned my back laughing, I went, you brought him down here for nothing. Your choice. He either leaves with you or... Again, he's going to be roadkill. And somebody is going to want to kill you. I don't know if he would, but I wouldn't tempt him. And, um... 
I'll walk back through a wooden gate that basically looked like a courtyard area. Sat down, still laughing like crazy, and my brother Richie came out of the freaking kitchen because he was hearing me laugh weird. He goes, what's so funny? I go, what? Um, well, you know mom's here, right? He goes, yeah, unfortunately. Why's she here? And I go, well, bro, the reason she's here and what the money's for, she wanted to play Cupid of today's age when it comes to marriages. He went, yeah, I already arranged that one for you. Because you're married to him. <laughs> I go, she just found out because I told her. He goes, wait, she wanted to arrange, arrange a marriage for you. With who? Um, my first boyfriend. And the next thing I know, I just blinked. He's out front of the play of the bill of the place uh beating the shit out of the guy. And of course our mother's yelling at him to stop because she brought him there. And he just looked at her and he goes, Would you prefer this to be you then? Or do what do you want me to call dad? Cause he knew about this. As in, he knew about her getting married. She got in the car. He, my ex-boyfriend, my first ex-boyfriend, ran in some direction. Nobody knew where the fuck he went. Um, but years later, my, Richie brought, up, brought it up again, why she was there. Why she invited him to the uh, Alex's funeral I went I had a feeling he goes do you remember anything I went yeah me seeing him hearing a voice and you pulling me off him and practically almost choking me out he goes you would have killed him not that I probably I would have allowed it, but he was going to get arrested, regardless. I go, you really think the freaking judicial system is going to let him off? I know they're going to let him off. That's why I wasn't going to stop. He goes, well, right now, uh, we don't know that yet. I went, I would have actually done their jobs for him. And, uh, you know, he sat next to me, he goes, um, due to fact, um, knowing how stupid your ex-first boyfriend was, he probably thought it was me. Yeah, it sucks the way it is, but, you know, you can't change it. If I could, I'd do it in a heartbeat. I went, bro. You really think you'd want to deal with a resurrected Alex as a twin? If you two, di if you two weren't fighting before, you'd really be fighting. 
He goes, I know. Um, he, uh, forget what he did, what he, um, what he gave me, but I don't know how he got it, but he gave me a little bit of money. And, uh, he goes, when you want to leave the dump, meaning my first house because of my landlord, um, call me. I have, I may have an idea. Which, usually when he says that, it kind of gives you a chill. I went, okay, no problem. Um, let's see. But, speed up, speed, speed up years not to now. Um, being in Newcastle, PA, which we've been down here, what, 2013? April 3rd? Uh, actually April 2nd. Well, we moved down here on April 2nd. We got our apartment, uh, April 3rd. I mean, the office, uh, closed by the time, uh, we came in. Um... I mean, at the time, there wasn't an option. Places where my brother lived, um, they had nothing. Nothing, nothing for rent until before all this corona crap started. Uh, I should say, COVID started. Well, COVID started this year. Yeah, no. It's already 2020, so we're you're back in 2013 when we moved down here. Yeah. We got our, this place on April 3rd, which was great. You fell in love with the apartment. I fell in love with the kitchen. I know you did. Because <laughs> it was just my size. And we said, we'll take it. We started moving stuff in. Of course, it fucking rained. <laughs> fucking bastard weather. When it when the weather app said there was no rain at all through the night, due to the fact I was the only one that could lift heavy things and get it up the stairs, I could too. Well, some things. Yeah, no. Just not other stuff. Not the stuff that I lifted up here and everything, and then that was a blast, and I was fucking wet doing it. <laughs> I ended up, um, we got, took a butt, to get used to the area, took us like three, four months, and we were watching, I don't know, uh, like a wrestling show, uh, watching what I could like to call Alcatraz. We were Alcatraz, um, WWE people don't. Uh, know what I'm still referring to. They showed a guy, or actually, freaking Big Johnny, uh, showed up on Raw, and Mike just kind Param Mike looked at me. He saw how my face was. He goes, You want to go back in, don't you? I went, Yeah, but I ain't going there. If I did. I love to smash him in the fucking head with a coconut. He goes, "What are you gonna do? Pull a, ro a rowdy rowdy piper on his ass?" I go, "Think I won't." Instead of WrestleMania three, or no, WrestleMania two, when that 
issue between Roddy and Mr. T's happened. It would have been Mia's Roddy and Big Johnny in book in Mr. T's place, but just Big Johnny. <laughs> exactly how he'll be. He goes, how are you going to trade? Well, find a way. Which I did a month later. Took about a week to get the rust off with the training. My trainer, or who uh, ran the dojo because it was a mixed martial arts setting, um, told me he was friends with someone who owned an independent company down here. I went, okay, can you get me in? He goes, uh, with, from what your husband told me about how you feel about a certain wrestling company, I don't know if that's a good idea. Because they do have some of those scatters there. So what? They see me, I ain't taking them. I go, I don't know when, but... There'll be a new wrestling company. Company, I don't know what the name would be. I don't know what, where, or when. But that'll happen. That'll be the company I go for. He goes, okay, not a problem. I'll arrange it. He talked to his friend. He goes, well, is she okay wrestling with members of the LGBTQ? Because I got a couple of wrestlers that are. And he was on the phone with them while I was in mid-train session with a douchebag. Uh, who had, I don't know what his issue was with me. But he kept, like, being, like, dangerously stiff. To where he was actually trying to cause physical damage. And all it was doing was pissing me off. And he, um, the head trainer goes, okay, everybody take three. Take a water break. I need to take this call. He steps outside. He goes, she's doing really good. Do you have anything open for her right now? The way she looks, she's ready for a tournament. Forget singles right now. I said, okay, we can do that. Um, he goes, but is she okay with it? He goes, yeah, she's fine with it. She actually has a shirt that says, I love gays. And she's wearing it right now. And, um... Well, had the shirt. I know, the fucker ripped it. Yeah. If you're wondering how he ripped it, he just ripped it straight off of me. I went, which I had a, um, it was somewhat of a, it was a mix of a sports bra and a regular bra. It just, uh, it just felt, inside the bra, it was a regular bra. Because it had the wire lip that I need, that I need, I can't wear the elastic ones. The outside... Made it look like a sports bra. When he ripped the shirt off, I went, You know what? Fuck this shit. 
because the second tra head trainer, she started um, a type of exercise mainly because she wanted this guy out of the class. Because she was, she was, apparently she's worked with the guy before quite a few times and always left a bad taste in your mouth type of attitude that came off him and when she said that she looked at me cause she knew there was something different on about me cause I refused to take off my necklaces uh, but she goes take off your necklaces I look at her and went come again he goes he just tore off something that is personal to you. Which, it may be just a shirt, but the meaning behind it. Okay. He goes into, when you actually step in the ring, down here, you have to take those off. Or they won't let you. It's a, it's a uh, precautionary thing. I went, okay. Took the necklaces off. She said, she goes, okay, let it break over. He goes, she goes, but this session is between these two. Her pointed to me and pointed to the bitch. Or the guy that ripped my shirt off. And he goes, you know, you don't look all that bad. I went, sorry. I don't do, I don't, I'm, I'm not into bitches, and apparently my head trainer, who got done with his phone call, at the same time as Paramike did, turned on their cell phones, hit record, and recorded the whole thing. Me and him squaring up, kind of doing what people do. Sometimes just talk trash to each other. Might call him a bitch, which is what I was waiting for. He came at me, took him down with one hip toss. He got up. Well, I hit the, thir the second hip toss. I made sure he landed on my knee. Which is actually called, which they don't do anymore, Tilt-A-Whirl Hip Toss Backbreaker, which is an old school move. I did that move on him. He had a hard time getting up. But even when he got back up, he kept, you know, being a, being a douchebag. But says, you're here to be a wrestler. Wrestling's fake. For those of you out there who don't know adequate one-on-one when it comes to wrestling, you do not ever say that word to a wrestler. Because they will kick your ass when he... I thought... I went, you want to repeat that again? Mr. Uh, oh, my back hurts. Walked old. He said it again due to the fact 
he did have a headlock on me, which I was able to get twist and get out of. I went, you don't even know how to how to fucking uh, keep a hold on me. Gave him pretty good fucking kicks. Gave him a roundhouse straight to the face. Knocked his teeth out, and the guy fell out the door because um, the head instructor had the door open because it was uh, nice out, and it was summer. He goes, uh, he saw that the guy's teeth were some teeth were missing from him. He goes, oh god. Okay, time out. And, uh, came in front of me. He goes, take three. He goes, one thing down here. Since you're training to get back into a wrestling ring. If you cause someone to bleed from their mouth, you will be told to back off. Just so they could be checked. I went, okay, no problem. Thanks for the knowledge. Went back. Went, had a uh, water break. Mike's kind of being a goof. And to be honest, I didn't know he was FaceTiming it. Uh, like video FaceTiming it to my brother. Um, which I actually find out recently. He goes, I'm always a goof. <laughs> <laughs> well, you weren't being that type of goof, so I wouldn't hear my brother laughing on the other end. Hey, I tried. <laughs> I go, and, uh, he, um, and a couple of people that I trained with asked me, you know, the way you're doing these moves and how you're moving. Looks like you've been you've been a wrestler before. I went. I was until about a few years ago. I had to take some time time away for personal reasons. I go okay. What's the reason now? I have a vendetta. Let me put it to you that way. They go okay. That's actually not a bad thing. And um, he went to. The, um, my trainer said, okay, let her break over. You two again. And, uh, the first move the guy gave, uh, gave to me, because uh, my sensei, head, head trainer, was able to stop the bleeding from his mouth. And he came at me, was able to put a chokehold on me, but he couldn't lock it in right. And slipped out of it, I went, um, there's only one person who knows how to actually do that. And you're not one, not him. And gave him a, what Chris Jericho himself would call a picture-perfect codebreaker. But I didn't call it that, out of respect. I actually called it... Um, 
I called it the exorcism. Simply because you see it in movies and you see people who do it. Or some people who actually remove demons out of someone's body. They they hold on to their head. Or they put something on their head of a religious thing. So Chris Jarrett's Codebreaker became the exorcism. That's what I called it at first, but the promoter saw it, because after I trying to think of how the promoter told it to me, but after I did that move on him, I backed up, kicked him in the face again, and then spared him. The session was done. The class was done for that for the night. I go and I kind of smiled at him. I go, "Did uh, what I did to you hurt?" Oh wait, let me rephrase that. Did what I just do to you feel fake? Walked out. Of course, fortunately, I had to put my gi jacket on because. I had no shirt, or the gi, th uh, the gi, the gi top on, and got home. Paramike put that on his Facebook, and my uh, head trainer gave it to his friend, so they can do a package for me. And the company changed its name now, but it was called uh, Martial Arts Wrestling. So, M-A-W. And wrestled about um, up to 2015. I wrestled in different parts of PA, but mostly in Philly or... Pittsburgh and this actually will stay with me due to the fact that I did meet one of my idols before um, I met the Rowdy Roddy Piper in Pittsburgh um, the year before he died he said um, I met him and everything. He was doing a, a segment with someone for his Piper's Pit, a Piper's Pit se segment that's his, which he came, he himself came up with, and he owned it. He owned the trademark. I was never a part of one, but I always interjected myself into one because who he would um, interview when he would do appearances for a for the company I worked for would always have a douchebag or a jackhole um, disrespect him. 
I would, out of principle and out of respect, and I've admitted it, admitted it in other in previous episodes. I'll do it again. Here, Rowdy Roddy Piper was the reason I became a wrestler as a young kid, or loved it as a young kid as a fan. And when I was in the ring doing it myself, that was always my one goal. Get on Piper's pit, but uh, him uh, put bring me on his own segment show himself. Me not interjecting myself in it, and he saw when I uh, went up against that kid again. But he was in Pittsburgh. He saw me. And said, um, you know, and you know, he was there for a tournament. In fact, when I met Roddy, it was like six months prior, prior to when he died. And my husband, in June that year, caught cancer for a second time. Apparently, it wasn't fixed the first time. Uh... It wasn't dealt with the first time. And I wanted to step away from it again, but Mike refused to not let me. And ended up seeing the guy in a tournament I was doing. Wrestled in the tournament, won it. Basically showing that I was making a name for myself and doing what I wanted to do. And just be me. Um, he ended up, of course, the, uh, the kid I kicked the crap out of the first time apparently didn't learn his lesson, and goes, I may be doing this because they need a fill-in, which you hear fill-in, you automatically know, jobber, but they asked me to do this as a spot. But, even though it's against you, and the way he was saying it, he acted like he was holier-than-thou type of person. I'm going to say it again. Wrestling is fake. Would you said it on a live microphone? And the entire building heard it. I smiled and super kicked him. In the face. Where a roundhouse super kick. A tilt the whirl. Tilt the whirl. Hip toss backbreaker. That I did. And. Um, he ended up. Basically. Getting my. What I called. The exorcism. But. Um, the promoter. One uh, suggested I change it to The Exorcist. I went, don't match. He goes, what do you think an exorcist does? When they put their hand on someone's head. That's what it is. You deal with an exorcist. They give the exorcism. You don't... The way you're doing it, it's... The person getting the exorcism. 
I went, okay. Now that you pull it that way. Okay. I spared him. Which, um, the person, people that were announcing it, of course, they were in drag. Um, goes, ooh, the way she's hitting, don't look like she's, uh, from this planet. The other one went, you know what? You're right, but holy shit, is she good. My spear that I used, ow, I called, uh, I called the, um, at first I called it the Silent Rage, due to the fact I would actually use a Banshee Shriek to s as the signal, okay, I'm done, this is, this is done, and speared him. Of course, knocked him all the way across the ring when I did it. I know I heard a crack when my shoulder connected. And I know it wasn't my shoulder. I heard a crack from his ribs. Pinned him, got the three count, stood up, picked the microphone up, and went... I didn't yell at him, I just said it. Kind of like this. Does that feel fake, bitch? Dropped it, got out, and by the time I turned around and looked back, I'm seeing people in the uh, people um, actually shouting my name, shouting it. I went, looked up, I went, I don't think this building's gonna have a roof when this night's over. Um, walking, walking to the back. Uh, Paramike was receiving his cancer treatment and Lily refused to let me quit. Sorry. That picked it up. Sorry, I'll erase it. <laughs> um, ended up, uh, he told me not to quit. Um, gave me, uh, we had two cell phones. We got two for cell phones with extra, the extra money was can bring it in. And he, uh, he goes, hey, your brother's on the phone. Okay. Grab my phone. He goes, so how'd it go? Um, let's just say I had to make it look like a wrestling match. Even though the guy ended up being basically a jobber. Was actually a jobber, but I made it look like I made him work. So, but he goes, let me guess. You broke one of his bones. I don't know, but I know I heard a crack in his ribs before I pinned him. He goes, I wouldn't doubt if he broke his ribs. I went, nah, you don't say the F word to us. He knew how I meant us. And he goes, can you do me a favor? You know I'm behind you on this, but... What you do in the ring stays there. I know. I was kind of in it before, but not really. I went, okay. We're talking. And um, the promoter came up to me. He goes, you're really good. I went, well, I may not be a spring chicken. 
It ain't no Barbie doll. He goes, that's actually a good thing. I don't like Barbie dolls. Do you notice the girls I got? They wouldn't last two... F they probably wouldn't last two months on the main roster at freaking WE. Of course, he said that in front of a WE executive who was being a scouter. And uh, he goes, I got someone I want you to meet. Open the door to his office, and I'm sitting there counting my money, and also to make sure I had the right amount. He goes, uh, he opens the door, I look up, Roddy is standing in front of me, kilt, shirt, jacket, and all. I went, um, looked around and went, okay, are there any coconuts around? Just kind of, uh, do a, do a joke. And he, he laughed, he goes, nah, I gave that up years ago. <laughs> I go, I went, oh, he sat down and he goes, it's been a long time since I've seen you. Holy shit. What the fuck happened to you? Life? He goes, you know something? I don't do this for anybody. Um, he told me um, that my bot, my, the scouter, saw... Um, might as well say like a fantasy storyline that I made up. Usually I'm not the storyline creative one. That's usually... That was usually Richie's department. Um, I went, oh, you mean my storyline? I did it myself, even though I had some help. He goes, you know, I don't do this for anybody, but I'm going to write a segment for you to be on my show. Sort of as a, uh, the last time, which... He spoke cryptic, which I kind of looked at him like, what the hell are you talking about? I went, okay. I went, but better not be in freaking Alcatraz. He's like, nobody left left WE. He figured out what I meant. I go, um, I'm fine. But I'm just trying to make a name for myself. He goes, that's a good thing. He goes, there is gonna, there is a new company out there. They're just kind of going by YouTube right now. I went, what's the name? He goes, if I tell you, I have to kill you. I kind of laughed because I kind of knew what that meant. So he, I ain't telling you. Uh, you'll find out on your own. He ended up writing... A Piper's Pit segment in my own storyline with me and him. Yeah, some somebody does interrupt it, or there's a, a second person in there besides me after I'm the main focus. He, he wrote his own lines. I came up with mine, and he's writing them by himself. He didn't want me to write because my hand was hurting from punching. 
he goes, you may want to use gloves next time you go in that ring. I went, noted. He la we la we, uh, we parted. And I was told that there was two tournaments coming up in 2016. One is, was in Philly, and one was in uh, Phil Pittsburgh. And the one in Pittsburgh was for Pride Day. I went groovy. Of course, he goes, you really are a freaking movie liner type of person. I went, hey, only the, only the ones that are good. Not the ones that suck. And it's always the classics. And, um... I was training late one day. Because... How I did... Did it was... I was told ahead of time... Of tournaments. Of when they would be. And I would get... Extra two hours of train time, training time. Uh, my instructor moved to a bigger to a bigger building, which he had no problem giving me rights to, and was able to put a ring in the back, which gave me flashbacks from when I first started my training years before and he goes the only way you're gonna be able to do this is in that ring you have an hour you got 10 minute warm-up from when we start from when we start the clock this the class a little over a half hour of regular training and then your next hour goes in that ring. I said, no problem. I get home, say about after 11 at night, and um, Mike looked at me, Para Mike had looked at me after I came in, decided to have me eat first, and uh, he goes, so how was it tonight? I went, well, I already had a shower, so I'm not, uh, my freaking body don't ache as much, and, uh, he goes, oh, you are practicing the body slams and stuff on mats, right? Now, if you're gonna train, you're gonna train without the mats when you're in the ring. He goes... Oh, okay. And, uh... And I'm in the middle of eating mac and cheese. One of my favorites. Of course, I can't stand the craft crap anymore. Got rid of even getting it. And just grab a jar of cheese sauce. And just dump it on freaking macaroni. That's what I do. Um, simply because, you know, 
being on Social Security and having to deal with food stamps on top of what you get a month, you have to kind of budget what you're eating. So we kind of go that route. Um, and with the mac and cheese, I had uh, a bit of a little bit of a side a side plate of corn in the cob, which I butter myself because I love it. And uh, and I'm eating, and he goes, "I gotta tell you something." I went, "Okay, what?" Richie call or something? He goes, nah. He's busy. With what? Work? I went, oh yeah, I forgot. He told me he started working. I went, okay. What is it? He goes, um... Roddy, Roddy's gone. What? I go, is this another fucking hoax? He goes, no, because they played it on Raw. You want to repeat that? He turned uh, his phone on and showed the clip of Roddy where they did the opening of the show just for Roddy's memorial, and it was just a regular Raw instead of doing a show dedicated to him. Like they did with Eddie Guerrero. I almost broke my phone. Because behind Vince. Well, Vince didn't say anything. But he was like, you know. Trying to act like, you know. Yeah, this is my company. I'm here every fucking day. Every fucking week. Bullshit. And big fucking Johnny. Behind him. Smirking. Of course, not anybody realized he was smirky because he was behind everybody else. I went, oh, you son of a fucking bitch. I was pissed, and um, I was supposed to train the next day. And I did my cardio, which I usually would be out. Maybe for like a couple hours, just walk, doing, just walking for my cardio. Get home, get to the front door, and in front of me is my, is the promoter of MAW, Martial Arts Wrestling, my trainers, my head trainer. Looking at me and going, you're not giving this up. I went, huh? He goes, let me put it this way. If Roddy knew you were thinking of quitting this business because, you know, he's gone. He would probably appear in front of you as a spirit or an apparition with a coconut in his hand, ready to hit you in it, with it, in the head. I stopped, I went, I didn't say I was giving it up. He goes, no, your expression, your expression is showing it. 
this does happen, even though uh, he was supposed to do an appearance at um, Alcatraz. I mean, they were calling him saying that before I did, and that was before Moxley became John Moxley again. And I went, okay, if you're talking to me that way in a paranormal level, okay, yeah, I could probably see that. He goes, yeah, with your storyline that you created, yeah, that would be a really, really hard thing to go, pa go by. You know... Roddy was that type of person. I went, okay. Uh, I stayed with it. Then, I did a show in Philly. Won that tournament. I asked what the second tournament was for um, the wrestling tournament for Pride Month in 2016. For that year. And they go, well, it's not just a tournament. I went, okay, define tournament. What do you mean? They go, well, it's a six, um, it's, a, it's called a six stages of hell ladder match. Huh? I've heard of that type of, of one. Actually, I've heard both of them, but not the same time. It's different, and that sounds kind of cool. He goes, to be honest, it, what it is, is you just passed. The first tournament that I had you in was for the finals. There's six people, there's one person versus you. And far as I know, he's trying to get into the good graces of another company because he got suspended for something and he's using the tournament to try to get to prove himself I'm going well usually if you get yourself suspended or if you get yourself fired you usually have to work yourself up to get that second chance or how many of her chances you would get if you're Shawn Michaels? And he goes, don't remind me. I went, okay, I'm not going to say anything. Um, is there a way I can get a set of gear made? They go, oh yeah, not a problem. We got seamstress. I go, you mean seamstress? He goes, no, we got a couple. I met two of them who actually went by the name Sonny Kiss. Even though he was a wrestler, he was also helping with making the wardrobe or wardrobes and said, you know, you need, he goes, you get me. You let me get your measurements. And I'll ma make your outfit look like it was uh, made for a freaking star. I went, I don't know how I should take that, but okay. So, Bajoni, tell us it's time to stop. Patches can wait. 
Because <laughs> we're already in almost up to four hours. I am trying to hurry, dear. I know. I'm just letting you know. Um, I gave him my measurements. And he made my outfit. Of course, he made an out armband um, out of respect for Roddy that actually came off so it wouldn't get fucked up. And he made another one same way, but in Eddie Guerrero's initials. My outfit, I can't remember what I wore, but I had freaking drag queens drooling. Apparently, I looked that good. Um, the rules of it was whoever won, who was able to get the briefcase, the ladder match was the six part of hell. The was the six stages, the last stage actually. Um, I mean, yeah, I was a villain, but I made made sure I won that shit. And there were two briefcases. One had Alcatraz's big ass logo on it, and I went. Nope, I don't want that one. But I was eyeing the second one. And this was, I want to say before Double or Nothing with AEW, AEW happened. Uh, practically damn near almost killed myself. Um, I took freaking ladder shots to the face kind of screwed up my upper jaw. One of my canines broke right at the tip, which pissed me off. It was like, fuck! And, um... Oh, yeah. If some of you out there are saying, well, that's not a bad, just get a... just get... just get a cap. You know, like Chris Jericho wears. Um... My insurance doesn't cover that. Got hit with the, with the second time, but I got hit with the chair. Not a chair, but a ladder. It got all the way in my jaw and didn't snap other teeth that are hidden, but broke parts of them. But to be honest, that just pissed me off and said, okay, this fucker's done. Due to fact, before he did, before the match started, and I was, you know, finishing, like, snap, uh, cracking my neck here and there to, like, keep my shoulders from getting too tense, um, he legitimate, the guy legitimately called himself a diamond. A diamond in the rough, as he put it. And he did start talking a lot of crap about um, the LGBTQ communities which um, 
Apparently Mike was watching on the monitor in the back and goes, oh shit, she's already doing that head movement with her neck. <coughs> and, you know, Sunny Kiss, I don't think Mike remembers it. Um, he was standing next to Sunny Kiss and said, you know what, assholes like him don't even belong in this business. You don't, you're not allowed to talk like that today. Nowadays. It's a different era. Get used to it or get out. And he didn't know what I was wearing for an outfit. I just came out wearing a robe. What looked like a ceremonial, ceremonial robe for witches. Took it off. And... My gear looked like something for a witch. Because it was almost like a two-parter. The top was separate from the, from the bottoms. And he looked at me because he thought he was wrestling another guy. Probably thought he was gay. Turned around and realized he was looking... He was going up against a woman. He go. He kind of started talking smack a little bit, saying, "Women wrestlers, they're good just to be um, side or eye candy," as he put it. Still start. Still start moving my head a little bit more, and I was wearing fingerless gloves. Fingerless boxing gloves like UFC guys wear. But my size started kind of moving up at. I moved up to him, looked down at him, even though he was trying to look me down, but the way he was backpedaling, he looked like he was more scared of me. I had gotten a mic in my hand. By walking over to the side of the ring where the timekeeper's area was, and I go, Give me a fucking mic. Now. Gives me a mic. I go, You know, people like you are really nothing but ass kissers who are silver spoon fed assholes. That are always protected by holier-than-thou parents who need to have a reality check. Your rea reality check is standing right in front of you. Women have wrestled against men. And I'm not talking mixed match. China's done it. Other women have done it, but they realize that's not really their thing. You're standing at a different era. He starts talking, oh, he's got to win because he's supposedly superior. I went, who's superior? Who's superior? Didn't whatever company you worked for kick you out for being stupid? Because if that's a way to get suspended, you would be the poster child. Got him to stop talking. He looked at me. The fan, the p 
people that were there, straight and whatever gay part you uh, preference you want to label yourselves as, automatically started cheering my name. Of course, they didn't say Paralore as a, ch as a chant. They just said lore. I was kind of looking around, and I had another idea to kind to get the damn damn match moving. I go, and I kind of smiled. And I go, I said the first part of the line, but. The fans ended up saying the rest of it before I could say it, which was my punchline. And it is a line from Ready to Rumble. A diamond upside down is a pussy. I didn't get to say that part because the fans said it themselves because they remembered the movie. And I just looked at them and went, really? That's mine. That's my shtick. And, uh, of course, I didn't say that on a mic. I just, just said it without the mic as I tossed it out, out of the ring. The douchebag started, uh, wrestling and everything, or what do you like to call wrestling? I did a move that I called the Triple Six. Um, started... Um, beating the crap out of him. We're beating the shit out of each other. And he's looking at me due to the fact I forget how many times he's pushed me off the ladder, off a ladder, uh, pu push a ladder with me on it, to hitting me with one. He didn't know how it wasn't getting me to stay down. I started saying, okay, I'm done letting him have his little fun and f his 15 minutes of hopeful renewed fame. I got in, started really, f really throwing hard, stiff, and tight moves. When it came to my fists, my head, my feet, hitting him with the anything I could, anything, and he almost stopped me. He almost stopped me the first time. He decided to try to stop stop me from grabbing the briefcase or briefcases. By grabbing my ankle or grabbing my foot um, or anything so I wouldn't be able to go any higher. I said, you know, I'm done. I was able to, he decided to use another ladder and set it up to try to be like, a somewhat across from me, so he could try to do, like, a leapfrog effect to get on top of the ladder I was trying to climb up on to get the briefcases. But, needless to say, I pulled what Edge did, a Hall of Famer from WrestleMania 18, 
18 or 19. I do remember it's a triple threat. It was a triple threat. My homage, my homage to him. And... I left from the ladder, spearing him, but he was actually standing on top of it. Instead of being diagonal, I stood on top of my ladder before he could try to say don't. Uh, speared him off the ladder, over the freaking ring ropes, and onto a table that he set up prior. Went through the table. Trust me, it hurt like a bitch. Got in the ring. Got back in the ring. Grabbed a new ladder. Set it up. Started climbing up again. By that time, the freaking crowd was rabid. One, they wanted it over. And they wanted me to get it. And, um... And I'm on close to another rung, and I look, because I'm looking straight at the freaking, straight ahead, up, grabs another ladder, because I see it at the corner of my eye, I'm up in a prefer vision type of angle, I look, and he sets up another ladder, I went, I'm done. Seriously, I'm done. He's diagonal from me. Um, but we're almost leveled. He jumped off his second ladder to try to spear me off of my ladder. But I went up to him. When he let go of his ladder coming up flying at me, I jumped off of mine and legitimately hit him with basically it it's Chris Jericho's code breaker but I call I start calling it the exorcist straight down knocked out cold finally I went oh great he's finally out cold get up even believe me that hurt Got up, was able to get the freaking briefcases, and slowly got down. The, uh, the entire locker room for, for other tournaments for the same show and stuff like that came out, and basically kind of showing like, oh yeah. You would be one hell of a fucking fight. But in a respectful kind of way. I got uh, in the back. My shoulders were killing me. Of course. I just, the fucking match I went through. And the promoter came over to me. And of course, you got Big Johnny looking at me. Who was next to him. Bust himself in before the promoter could even say anything. And said, you know something? You still got a lot in you. If you... You can be... Um, the top highest paying female performer. I went, ah, no, no, no. I am a professional wrestler. 
female-wise. I wrestle against men, not women. I do not like Barbie dolls or Barbie doll types. And you don't have to really be a blonde type either. Unless I like you. He goes, well, um, due to the fact of how times have changed, this is, is not China's era at all. I went, no, it isn't. But, when it comes to doing something as a performer of any kind that you believe in as yourself, you stay that way. I said, you're right. I'm not China. This ain't China's era. It's a new one. I'm just starting off where you and Alcatraz decided to kill thinking women aren't a big draw against a man for their own titles. I proved you wrong once before, I could do it again. Now why the fuck are you in front of me? I have a bunch of camera re cameras and reporters out front and I got a contract to sign. He goes, said nothing, went to say something but didn't. I go, that's what I thought. And he looked down because he saw I threw one of the briefcases down and I held the other one. He saw I threw the WE case away like it was nothing without thinking and staying to who I am and he goes um whatever company you're about to go for they're not going to be as big as the WE I stopped looked back at him and said hey nowadays you don't see a wrestling company built from the ground up before they even have a chance to breathe. I'm not signing with WE. I'm not an ass kisser. I never was. If I like you, I'll tell you. If I don't like you, I'll beat the shit out of you. If you like me, fine. If you don't, but you don't have a reason to not like me. I can give you a reason. Walk off. Apparently the person I beat who's in that company was his related to him I guess somehow. I really don't know. It's what I was told. I opened the briefcase that was for the mystery new company. And it was for AEW. I mean, there was a, uh, a scouter for the company, but I can't remember his name. <coughs> Stopped me and said, I do work for that company as a scouter myself. You got something that really should be presented. You don't need that company, as you've stated. 
You sign Mac that one? You'll be made. Due to the fact we do have a veteran on contract who can actually send you higher. And from what I've heard of your storyline that you created, that you don't think will ever happen. Um, I can go. I can figure a way to make that happen. All you have to do is just give it to me. I said, "Yeah, sure." Which I didn't give it to him. Trust me. Um, out standing outside where everybody's dancing around, drag or not in drag. Um, we're like watching and waiting for me to sign the contract. I signed it. I was about to sign it, and next thing I know, the guy I was in a match with, legitimately, and unprovoked, and not a storyline whatsoever, hit my the lower part of my back with the chair not the flat part like a brainer would do like someone with a brain would do the curved part of the back of the chair straight into my lower back um, and yeah I went down and was trying to get back up, but he hit me a second time, and the sight of what I saw when I kept trying to sit up, even though I was in extreme fucking pain, um, the promoter, not the promoter, but um, the locker room, or locker rooms, were trying we're telling the guy, the guys and the women were trying to tell me to stay down because they didn't I wouldn't know if I, he broke something in my back or if he just knocked the wind out of me and I turned my head and I see and trust me the visual you all of you listening that that you'll he that you'll get in your heads is something to laugh about. Twenty guys dressed in drag, running in any type of heel shoes, from boots to low heel all the way up to hooker stripper heel, and even stilettos, running after the guy. Because, again, once again, security did nothing. And, um, the, met the person I see for my back, uh, my back doctor and the rheumatoid arthritis, uh, doctor that I get my shots for, or from, told me, uh, the good thing, good news is, he didn't break my lower back, my, anything on my lower back. But, 
as he put, but you do have two dislocated discs that he knocked out of joint. And one of them is pushed right into your right into one of your muscles. And it's a major muscle. I went, son of a bitch. Um, contacted, or Mike contacted his lawyer that he had for Social Security to see if he, see if she, what, uh, took these type of cases. She did say she did, but she would need to shut, to see the video and the name of the guy if, that did the assault. Did it. He, she, bleh. he gave her all the information. They found him. But he was already signed to Alcatraz. Um, they said, well, regardless, it ha didn't happen it, it behind our walls, so that doesn't exist. I don't know on what planet that does not exist. When you were told and given the proof that your employee, even though they were, he was suspended, did unprovoked attack a woman after a match that she beat him in. Now, if you don't want to do anything about it, I'll see your asses in court. Um, apparently, the word got back to the higher-ups. They thought maybe changes the look up a little bit, but deal with the fine and ha no choice but to move his ass out of Pittsburgh, because apparently that's where he's from, and put him in Florida. Somewhere in Florida, I don't know. I don't care. He paid the fines, paid for the hospital bills, and marching wrong one night. And I went, <laughs> which I have not watched uh, Alcatraz wrestling ever since. They have that son of a bitch, but he shaves his head now. He calls himself Baron Corbin. Um, which blew my top, literally blew, uh, blew my lid, through the cable remote, I said, the cable's done, I'm done, due to the fact, I don't remember what they said about it, but the way he was saying it, I knew he was thinking it was funny, he's making more than... Three million dollars a year back then, and only got what was it like a thousand dollar fine, and was not even fired or told to do community service with the very um, communities he talked down about. And I just started laughing. When the lawyer told me this, I went, 
Is there a way we could actually sue and bring this public? She goes, Honey, the way that company is, they'll try to settle out of court before we even allow you to publicly open your mouth about it. This is what I suggest. Stay, go at home, find a hobby, or find two hobbies. Hobbies, as in things you do, whether it's for money or for the hell of it. And just deal with that. You want to really hit him where it hurts. Do a podcast about it. Which is why you're hearing it now. Now fast forward. Alcatraz is... I don't know how they found my email or got my email. But somebody in the higher-ups is now begging me not to say anything and I can get whatever I want. My storyline could come out. I don't know how they found that either. Wouldn't, wouldn't doubt they fuck the fuckers freaking stole the freaking paper. Even though it was just a freaking uh, freaking rough draft. Not even a re legit real storyline. That had your email address on it. Figures. Begging, saying, oh yeah, we could have your storyline come out. Um, only a couple things may have to be changed. Because two of the, two of the uh, main focus, um, only my brother Richie and Pearl Mike know, are not in that company. They're in a different one. Which is why I called it a fantasy storyline. Now I was, I only did this a fantasy, not a reality. Because I highly doubted it. And, uh, heard nothing from Alcatraz after my lawyer did threaten him with harassment if they would, if they contacted me again. And to just leave me alone. Heard nothing. Couple extra years go by. And we're in 2020. And we have the freaking COVID stuff going on. You have cancer for a third time. And a, f a major fractured right arm. Which sucks. And... Yeah, I do see a therapist for uh, the condition that I have that's mentally, a mental condition, is actually bipolar too, which is a fact. Um, of course, my brother knew everything because Mike kept him informed. Instead of asking, instead of him asking me if I'm okay, I think it's the fact that he hasn't seen me in 11 years almost. Just about. And, um... Uh, with what's going on with, um... Paramike. Um, me not letting them do a damn thing. 
Unless it's playing his PS3. <laughs> um, but I did cook myself some dinner. Well, that's because you told me your arm wasn't hurting. And me really wanting to just go off. And my ass is sitting, not a voter, but because of my past. Something gives you a bad taste in your mouth, you don't want to deal with it. Now you guys know why I'm, in a, I'm different. Why I'm not changing for anyone. And to be honest, my brother Richie likes this side of me. <laughs> um, what he is waiting on, because he has mentioned to Paramike before that, you know, he actually does want to come visit to see how, how it is here. And to see me. He's waiting on the date or find out the date his surgery is so he can be down here and I already can hear him or hear his mouth saying yeah I'm down here for right now maybe for a couple weeks till Mike's he Mike's done with the surgery and somewhat healed you ain't doing a damn thing <laughs> Sit your ass down, or I'm making you sit. And he's actually done that before. And now that's going to be a fight waiting to happen. <laughs> yeah, but I would never raise my hand to him. You know that. Probably would break it. <laughs> Not that he would. But he'll probably sit on it. <laughs> um, well, that's really all about me um what I really do now um which is a paranormal podcast which is my first hobby my second one for a second income which social security is allowing as a hobby as a hobby to make money for cause I don't mix well with um morons Idiotic people with no brain cells or an education. <laughs> Parasites. As well as um, some supervisor types who like to use their little favorites to get away with shit. Mm. With that being said, I will say this. With the second thing as a hobby where I can make money for myself as a second income since it's just cash um it's because I was working one day it was like about almost two years ago possibly I don't know yeah. I was working one day wasn't supposed to work on a, on a fucking Friday Friday and, and ended up being told I had to come in cause the idiot that made the schedule put me on for Fridays after I said, no, Fridays, I'm off. And Sundays. And Sundays. I live over a freaking mile and a half by foot. Yeah, and there's no buses that run on a Sunday. 
Like, oh, you, I'm already walking home at nights. When there is no buses running. You trying to fucking kill me during the day? Uh, I went in anyway, which started a little bit of the tremor shakes, which Paramike noticed. And wasn't sure, but when I walked out the front door, could have sworn I heard Paramike say, I hope to God somebody doesn't feel that. Or I have explained to do. Go up there the next day. Because I had to work Saturday. The My actual boss had taken, uh, taken off a vacation. So I'm not the first person uh, assistant manager fucking did that to. Out of spite because I was on a specific program. Um, and um, let's see. Came in the next day. I was already livid. When I get there, I get told, oh, we put you on for Sunday. Come again. I don't work Sundays. I told you that yesterday. And, of course, the person that scheduled me, that made that schedule, looked at me and said, uh, you got two options. Come in or get suspended. I went, you know, you're going against the program Social Security Administration has for people of mental health. You know you could jeopardize that. Of course, I was right. She found out I was wrong. She found out she was wrong. Ripped me up anyway. Not that I gave a fuck. I was done. Um, then there was this gives me chills every time I think about it. This weird... I don't know what age he was, but I knew he was an adult. Um, would kind of basically be where my register was, but not really come up at me. Come up to me. Unless there was... Unless there was no line. And... One of the... Employees saw it. Um, especially when I told the guy, I, I'm married, you ain't my type, I'm trying to be nice, I can't tell him, you know, go fuck off. Um, but at, when I'm not at the clock, I can say what I want. And that's, um, as in, not on the clock when you clock out for the night, or day, or whatever. And... There was visible actual recording because of the ca security cameras showing him trying to get behind me. In fact, he was already uh, being a little touchy-feely. And I was not having it. Um, the One of the security... Yeah, security. I mean, one of the people or cashiers that was actually a lead that day came over because she was getting tired of telling him and he wasn't listening to her told me go take a break I took a break alright went to the bathroom because I had to, I had to pee badly sorry for the visual but 
people to say when they have to take a piss or shit all the time. Nobody's that. I'm not that different. I'm the same as everybody else that way. Went to the bathroom. Got a hold of my husband. Para Mike. Text him. Told him what was going on. And he goes, Okay. Have my. Get out of the bathroom. Go have my cigarette break. The guy's nowhere to be seen. So I'm like, okay, somebody finally got him to leave. Now, my husband shows up about five minutes after, five minutes before the guy showed up. Apparently, he was hiding somewhere. So no one could see him. Came back over up to me and my shake tremors went from little to massive and and I was told because of my mental condition with the bipolar if I needed to to shut my line down or turn the damn light off until I could control it I did that the guy came up to me legitimately touched my ass Paramike did it uh, to care of the guy himself. Because the um, supervisors thought it was funny. Including one who already met my brother. Um, the, guy, the, uh, the supposable lead did get suspended. Or suspended for 90 days down here, but was given paid vacation uh, in the wrong state uh, especially the wrong town he went up to Vermont where my brother Richie is in Rutland, Vermont because Richie already seen the video how he saw it the store he works at and the one I used to work at merged. They partnered up. And I went to the same owner. Or, yeah, same owner. And, uh, and my husband, Paramike's friend, is my brother's main boss. Um. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Richie heard about it through Mike, but he didn't see everything until uh, Pierre Mike's best friend showed my brother the video because they have to use it as a training video now. And um, Pierre Mike's uh, best friend from high school wishes he never showed it to my brother. He lost it. Um, told him, you know what? Take a break early. Because you're going to need it. Um, no one knows what happened to the guy. He either got arrested or got stuck in a freaking rubber room somewhere. She's fine. Yeah, she may be in the hospital for 60 days, but just let her be. Just let it be. Mike's got her. He goes... She may, she may be his wife, but 
she's my sister first. And his boss bought him a carton of cigarettes, gave it to him, and goes, go out and have a cigarette. I don't want to see you back in here until one of the pack is gone. And I mean empty. Which my brother did, of course. He bought a soda anyway. Calmed him down a little bit. Calmed down a little bit, but he was still pissed. Um, the idiot that got suspended and thought it was funny decided to walk in that same day up there at the store because apparently he knew people up there um, and by that time the entire freaking store knew about it simply because of my brothers um, I'm gonna kill you kill you type of yell um, and they told him, dude, you cannot be here. That girl that you thought that stuff was going on to, that was funny, her brother works here. He sees you, he's going to kill you. And um, he thought they were joking. He's like, I ain't afraid of no bitch. <laughs> Which, he didn't know my brother was an earshot. And he just... He didn't know what the kid, what the guy sound like, so he thought it was just someone else. Until a friend of his that he worked with was talking about it to another worker. And the worker's like, what the hell is wrong with people nowadays? They can't take the blame for the shit they, they allowed? And the fact that Richie works here? Her brother? I don't even want to know what he looks like when he's pissed. Which, my brother heard again. He looked at and goes, I didn't do it. They go, no, but you want to. Clean up in front of the store. <laughs> Bring a hazmat suit. <laughs> he f figured it out and he goes, I already saw the video. I'm going to let a lot of screaming out when I get home. They go, no. Um, the guy that allowed that shit to happen to her um, is in the store right now. Like Paramike said, they went to the front of the store. As in, the customer service desk got trashed. Because um, he was trying to, to leave the behind the counter to go find the guy and Mike's boss and My other boss. workers huh? My boss. I'm sorry. Mike's friend and other workers were trying to stop him and he just pulled uh, a different route. He jumped over the counter. Which there um You pulled the Kermit the Frog. <laughs> <Boing>! <laughs> Um, they couldn't find him, apparently, without a loudspeaker, my brother's yelling, people will stop what they're doing, and it goes dead quiet. Um, Even the crickets will stop. <laughs> You'll hear, choo-choo, choo. -choo. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, 
I don't know if the guy heard my brother. He decided to say whatever. Like, eh, and it has nothing to do with me. Wax doesn't really bump into my brother, but they're like 20 feet apart. Um, and the first words out of my brother's mouth was, Ah, so you're the fucking cake hole. That allowed my sister to get sexually harassed and assaulted. And did nothing. The guy ran. Of course, my brother chased after him. Uh. <laughs> and, um. Paramike's friend from high school stepped in front of him and goes, Hold on. You're on the clock. Brother looked at him and to Mike's friend, it sounded like my brother got possessed. Because his voice sounded different. He's like, I don't give a shit. He goes, hold on. You got every right to want to hurt the guy. Not fuck him up or worse. That was an understatement. <laughs> not while you're on the clock. Pulled him out into the office. And said, what I mean is, once you clock out for the night and you're done with the shift, you walk out the front doors, you take the shirt off. It's open season. It's open season, motherfucker. Or did your father not teach you that? Brother thought about it. Didn't show any 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 sign of a smile, but goes okay. Deals with his job, deals with the shift, clocks out at midnight, walks out the front door <coughs> with the shirt off. I mean, work shirt off, and his t-shirt is off, and the guy is standing in the parking lot with a friend he's talking to who uh, doesn't who didn't know my brother but works in a different de different department of the story works at and said you know what I may not know her brother but from the yell that came out of his mouth I don't know if he's human and I would not be talking shit if I were you. You don't know him. The guy goes, Do you know him? No, but he does work here. Usually, he comes by my area to get something from Delhi for lunch. Or for a snack or something. For, or something for, din for his dinner. When he goes on break. He did not come up to in my area, so apparently you set him off. That's what we don't like up here. We don't like people running their mouths. Especially if it's about someone we're, we care about or if we're related to. And he goes, I really don't give a fuck. My brother recognizes the voice sees him from due to the fact the guy was underneath the light and my brother was underneath was 
in the shadows. Um, so if the guy running his mouth, staying underneath a fucking light pole, but Maswell had a sign pointed at him going, he's right here. Um, needless to say, Richie didn't tell me what he did to him, but he emphasized it light, uh, bleh, lightly by saying, um, let's just say he has two black eyes, broken eye vessels, which is caused for two black eyes, and messed up collarbone, broken arm, not that type of... I know. Which actually broke it, literally shattered it, I think, how he explained it. Um, kicked the shit out of his nuts. <laughs> and, um, and I don't know what else he did, but apparently the guy was not a female anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> Apparently, my cat patches thinks that's a little too much information. <laughs> Danny is saying that it's late, late already. It's almost what? nine o'clock. And you've been at this for a long time. Well, people wanted the two part. They got it. They got a problem. Next time, don't challenge somebody. I go, uh... Just makes more work for me to edit the podcast show. No, I said, uh... This um, is the longest one I've ever seen. I mean, I laughed about it, um... When my brother Richie told me what he did, I went, you can't get in, uh, get in trouble for that. He goes, I'm not on the clock. And I got a good, good damn reason to. Okay, I'm not gonna argue, argue with you, bro. I was just saying, I thought you might get, get yourself fired. He's like, hell no. My boss allowed me. As long as it was me not being out on the clock. I thought that also meant not on the property. He goes, no. Once you clock out after your shift, you're done. Take the shirt off, do what you want. Of course, the change now, but... I went, I wonder why it changed. <laughs> he goes, hey, Mike can't, in a way, Mike can't do it. I went, I know. And he asked if I've seen him. Um, I think uh, last Thanksgiving or something, I had to unfortunately go to the store, go to that fucking store uh, to pick something up and the guy that got suspended got demoted and cussed up by my former boss by my boss's former boss the higher ups even though one arm is in a sling He's walking like he has something shoved so far up his ass. 
He's not even a, called a wide receiver. <laughs> Mega receiver. <laughs> and talking like a cat. It got like a cat or something that got fu fucked up by Donald Duck. That was the pitch of the tone. <laughs> I just started laughing. And, um, my boss, you know, all of them tried to get me to come back because they, they almost got sued um, by the Social Security Administration on my behalf and Mike's lawyer's behalf. And I said, no, I'm good. I can't. And your therapist. My therapist ain't going to let me either. <clears throat> I'm better off working from my house and where I live. People do storage auctions for a living, whether they're live auctions or online. I'll deal with that to make money. I just have to make sure it's okay with Social Security first. Which it is. In fact, me and Paramike have a representative in case we have any questions. <laughs> and told me what sites not to go on. Make my own website for myself. Um, not to sell on eBay because it's a third party. Third party site. Not to sell on Amazon. Third party site. To buy, like, uh, box returns, eBay, they're not sure on because they don't know if the shit's already fucked up or busted, but it, the way they put it, eBay is cheaper than Amazon, I beg to differ. Of course, I don't know if they do box returns or what they're called, mystery boxes. But I know one site does. Bulk. What, eBay? Hmm? For mystery boxes? Yeah. Yes. They do? Yeah, I told you that. Oh, I yeah. I told you I watched the prices were fucking ugh. Yeah, there's, there's YouTube videos of people buying mystery boxes from eBay, and they pay way too much for it. There was one video of... Uh, well, if they go for freaking toys or electronics. No, it, it's... The, their eBay's mystery box, you don't know what's in it. They don't tell you what's in it. It's just a mystery box. You can either buy it straight out or you can bid on it and see if you're the winner. Uh huh. People that buy these mystery box straight out on eBay, they pay anywhere between a thousand to about almost 10 G's for a mystery box. They don't have categories? No. No. Might as well so stick whatever, with so what? From a thousand to ten G's, whatever you spend on a mystery box from eBay, and they send it to you, you don't know what the hell you're getting until you open the damn thing. There was one video. This guy spent uh, two thousand three hundred and forty dollars for a mystery box. Yeah, one of them that he pulled out looked like one of uh, Bianca Del Rio's wigs. <laughs> that he just kicked at a curb like it to make it look ugly. <laughs> yeah. He got uh, broken laptops, broken hard drives, 
uh, very scratched PS3 games, Xbox. That could um, happen during shipping, though. We know that. No, they were still in, no these the games Factory? were still in wrappers. Okay. Like factory, but they were returned because of whatever, and yeah. whatever they location even they were sold for. They weren't even opened, but the discs were scratched to hell. I mean, it's like, like my Microsoft Home Office in Studio 2007. Say I just bought this, mm -hmm. and it was in a mystery box. Yeah, wrapper still on it and everything. Now you'll be thinking. Why is this in a mystery box? Why is it still wrapped? The dude unwrapped the game, opened it up, the CD was in there, he popped it out, looked underneath, and it was scratched to hell. To where his own PS3 would not pick it up. It just said corrupted disc or no data on the disc. It was like My, that it was brand new. It was it was like eighty dollars. Uh, PS3 game. I was like, what the hell? It might be it might be what happened to my freaking sim game. When we got it at the freaking store. Yeah, we didn't fully read the back. It was for Windows 7 and up. But not for Windows 10. Yeah, but it's not. It doesn't uh, pick up to the server. No, it doesn't. So apparently, I got a defective fuck. Yeah. I don't know if I can return it. it still have way to too late. Yeah, no. Way too anyway. Late. Um, I walk over, pay something, Mike walks in, he sees me giggling like a freaking hyena. And then I just start fucking belly laughing. Not sw changing my laugh, but he looks at me and is like, Okay, you, you were laughing like Chucky is high off his ass. From smoking a bong, a big ass bong, and uh, and still laughing after eating. I went, um, the asshole's here. He looks around. Apparently, he thought I was talking about my uh, first boyfriend, but no, he's still in jail. Hoping to God that he'd fucking get out. <coughs> Dude, in fact, some states are letting fucking prisoners out. Yeah, because <coughs> of COVID-19. Yeah, I understand that, but it better not be the one he's at. I don't know. I haven't seen anything about that. Oh, wow. Over five hours already. Let's stop it here, and we'll pick up the show again for part two. In a couple of days. Might be ba more than a couple of days. This is one hell of a long podcast show that is going to be really hard for me well, to Well, it's do. hard for me to fucking remember. I know. I know. I was just wasn't planning on this long. But it's going to take me even longer to edit this show. <laughs> Holy crap. All right. That's going to do it for me, Paramike, and for Paralore. When we do our next one, I'll do some horror stuff. Yes, and I got some stuff myself. Which is true scary, scary stories. So, good night. Hi, everybody. <laughs>